0: Okay, so I know I haven't done a podcast in quite a while Um, I've just been trying to regroup and live my life but things on my end have just been I've just been going through it this retrograde season just like well let's rewind let's take it back to what happened so last month I Went on a spiritual retreat, which for those of you who personally don't know me, I am very deeply rooted in um, healing and using healing medicines from tribes in the Amazon, like Peru and Brazil, you know, there's various tribes that use herbal medicines to just heal the spiritual and physical body. And it has so many benefits. And one of the medicines and practices that I go to at least once a month, and if I'm not able to, once a month, every other month, or every couple of months, and so, like, uh, it's called Combo. And just to, like, briefly get into it, it's, you know... uh, secretion of frog mucus from a frog that's particularly only found in the far ends of where Peru and Brazil meet in the Amazon and this mucus uh from that is secreted from the tribes from this frog it's a it has many it's a peptide you know so it has it heals hiv herpes cancer depression, anxiety, STDs, like the list goes on and on. Um, I use it just to keep my immune system boosted, to keep my mental, uh, my brain clear because it really does help my energy flow. It helps my mental, it helps everything, physical, everything. I mean, since it's been introduced into my life, I've noticed like a huge difference. um, and so there is a second uh ceremony that my shaman my healer I hate the word shaman cuz it's a eurocentric word but for lack of a better for lack of a better word uh or term my shaman my healer uh she also has these ceremonies called bufo and what bufo is is it is the most potent DMT that is found once again in the amazon and you know it's retrieved from these tribes that it's it's a very hard thing to to get and you have to be indoctrinated into these tribes and that you have to basically go through a lot of of, of things just to to be able to to get the and be granted access to these medicines especially because my, my healer, she's, you know, someone who has been dedicating, dedicating her life to kind of these healing practices and spreading them and holding ceremonies. So Bufo is a beautiful, beautiful uh, 5 DMT And it, essentially, you die and you come back to life and you meet. God, you come into unison with God and it heals a lot of trauma a lot of PTSD Um, it can basically reprogram your brain um, and they call it as your rebirth Um, so yeah, I've been utilizing these medicines for three years now and I'm 100% sure that in my past life, I was working heavily with these medicines. Because in my dreams of my past lives, I've had many, many dreams of me working with these medicines before I even came into contact with any of these ceremonies. So, for the past three years, I've been observing, you know, me doing combo, which is the frog, um which we call the frog and it's a complete purging of the system you know it it's great for the lymphatic drainage it, it's great for everything I mean the list goes on and on and on and on and on you can just kind of reach out to me and I will send you a link to her page where she kind of goes more in depth of the healing benefits of using combo so um We're talking about two. One, combo DMT, which is called Bufo. So just remember that. The DMT is referred to as Bufo, and the combo is the frog. So I've been using the frog for three years now, and every time I go to ceremony, it's always with Bufo being after me. So the first part of the ceremony, we do combo, and then the people that are not doing Bufo, They get to watch and experience people being administered, the DMT, the Bufo. So, three years, I've been watching, 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 watching. Let me light some sage. Hold on. Light some sage. Create the vibes. Create the mood. So, I've been watching Bufo. Oh, shh. I've been watching Buffo. I just spilled my sage. You know, when you have the ashes and, like, I have it in a shell. It literally just spilled everywhere. Okay. Let's hope that it doesn't spill again. Um, Yeah, so... Every time I go to ceremony, I always stay longer. Um, One, because I always hitchhike there. (laughs) And I always carpool with um, just people who are also going to ceremony. So usually the people I carpool with, they um, usually end up doing bufo. So I have to wait for them anyway to be done. So... But regardless, even if, you know, the times that I've just Ubered there or got on, you know, drove there on my own, I always tend to stay because I like just holding space for people and I know my energy is powerful. So I just like being, you know, um, someone who helps and creates and holds space. And so three years of me observing people do Bufo, it's like, damn, I really want to do this. Damn, I really want to do Bufo. Like i didn't feel like i'm ready i don't feel like i'm ready i don't feel like i'm ready but then recently since september i've been feeling like i'm ready i'm like i'm i've reached the level of spiritual ascension that i'm able and ready to really like oh my god as i'm talking about this i'm having a huge download it is so crazy I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into all it. But it's just making me realize that I wanted a huge ascension and my life is falling apart because the things in my old life are stopping and blocking me from ascending to the next level and upgrading to the next level. And I'm having I've been having such a difficult time, time kind of like feeling like the world is crumbling under my feet. And as I'm speaking to you to y'all, it's like the realization of, yo, you just did a huge, powerful, transformative rebirth and death. And all of the things that I feel are being ripped under my foot are things that no longer are in alignment with my highest self, with my higher advancement, with my level up. And so I've been going through this huge rebirth and in this freaking moment i'm having such a download and a realization of like yo this is literally what needs to happen and this is what i dedicated and what i went into ceremony praying about was praying for an upgrade was praying for a level up but i just in my own head had this fairy tale fictional illusion of what a level up should be i thought like oh my god i'm gonna come from buffo and i'm gonna have my rebirth and everything's gonna be fine and i'm just gonna start making all this money i'm gonna start making my art i'm gonna have all these incredible things happen and it's just gonna keep going up from there not realizing like the reality and i know better because i've been through it and i've been on this ascension process for such a long time now but i'm still new to it it's only been maybe five or six years right so i'm still like acclimating and kind of like sometimes i forget that where i'm at now and the ascension that I have to comparing it to where I used to be, like, it's so easy to glamorize, like, no, look at where I'm at. Look how good I feel. But I forgot, like, the shit that happened for me to get here. Like, the losing my friends and the relationships, the isolation, the, the, the feeling of going crazy because you don't know where you 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 belong and 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 it's super hard me being someone who knows exactly who i am like i have such a strong sense of self and i have really barely any insecurities we all have insecurities but i will be the one to say like i don't really have insecurities in my looks i don't have insecurities in my personality i don't have really any insecurities in anything that like usually you would find in everybody. My insecurities are a little bit more different. You know what I mean? Like my insecurities are like I hope I can be there for this person in the way that they need me to. Like I hope I'm not dumping or I hope that I'm not projecting my own trauma onto this person like I hope that I can you know I'm hope I'm hoping that I'm adding value to this this space, and even though when I know I'm adding value to the space, that's my insecurity is like making sure that I am adding value because it's easy for us to just step into a room and being being who I am to suck all of the air out of it and have all the attention kind of be focused on me and have everyone's energies kind of be you know gravitating towards me I'm like a magnet everything magnetizes to me and that's been something that I've been blessed with my whole life but also that magnetism and the sunshine that I am the the sun that I am also has a tendency to blind the people that are next to me and so my insecurity is in just hoping that I don't overshine or over you know that I that I am an an and additive you know to to the people around me to every room that I am long story short so my insecurities are are that and there's some other insecurities that I have that I mean now that I'm talking about I don't really know what else I would be insecure about um Sorry, I was just thinking about a million things. Oh, my God. Don't you hate when that happens? When you just go into, like, I just... My Aquarius Venus, Aquarius Moon is such a big component to who I am. <laughs> that I really be astral-traveling in the middle of sentences. And then when I come back, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> um. So... Basically, <laughs> what I was saying is my insecurities are just different, you know, than what you would find in a typical person. Because this society brainwashes us to have such superficial insecurities, you know what I mean? But working on yourself, your insecurities shift from appearance and looks and all of that. And, and they shift into just wanting to be an asset and wanting to, like, be a positive thing to many people and so Bufo when I went to ceremony this time I just went last month you know the combo I'm prepared for I've been through it many times um excuse me I'm quickly becoming a combo warrior you feel me like I'm on my way I'm not there yet but I'm on my way and I was just like, when I went, every time I go to Bufo, I always am like, oh, I can't afford it. It's too expensive. And that's like cursing myself, right? But but this is just me being transparent. So I was always like, yeah, like, I don't have the money for Bufo. I can just afford combo right now. So that was my excuse. But now, after my experience, I realized that I was lying to myself because I'm abundant and literally everything just aligns the way it's supposed to be right so boom i do bufo i mean boom i do combo we i stay a little longer because the person that i i hitchhike with or carpooled with she was doing bufo and like i said before i always like to just stay and it's just really nice to be in ceremony it's just such an amazing feeling And, excuse me, after you are done with combo, you feel so clean, your energy aura is clean, you're like a newborn baby, you know, like everything feels so much lighter, you just are glowing from the inside, and you're a little kind of like in this zen, meditative, peaceful, energetic space so it's hard to like leave that space and then go right home you you know so for me I love to like sit and just come do the end of completion when everybody including my healer is done for the day because it feels so nice to share space with people who are on your same vibrational frequency and and if not at your same vibrational vibrational frequency higher and and you're all sharing that that space with each other it's just such a magical beautiful place to be in and i love love being a part of it so we ended up walking to kind of like this this huge vast land of just grass and i guess she called them fox trails or something like that but just picture you know fields and fields of grass and it's in the middle of california and desert but it's all lush and green because it's been raining for freaking months so everything is so green and lush and filled with just beautiful trees and just open space and you see the mountains in the background and i swear to god it was like the most beautiful sunset i have ever witnessed in my life And while I'm walking there, I'm talking with my healer and, you know, I was talking to her about some stuff that I wanted to work on and, and when we set up, I was like, damn, I really want to do Bufo. Like, I feel like it's, I'm ready, but I'm like, damn, I don't even know if I have the money, like, Fuck. So I'm like, God, just send me a sign. Like, if I'm supposed to do this, like, just send me a sign. And this little girl comes on a bike. And I swear to you, it was this almost the identical bike that I had when I was a kid. And she looked the same age that i was when i used to ride that bike and she just rode by us stopped looked at me looked at everyone and then turned her bike around and then went back and everybody was like you know just looking and i was just like that's my sign and my friend the one who i carpooled with she's in her DMT Bufo trip, so she's in in that spiritual energy and realm, and she's not here, you know, she's in the astral realm, so she's looking at me, and she's like, you are love, and then, you know, as she's coming down from her high, like, minutes, maybe, like, 20-30 minutes later, she looks at me, and she's explaining, like, you, your energy is just so beautiful, Natasha, like, I was just, like, I felt your love. Like, I just felt love radiating from you. And she got up. She looked at Anna. And she said, she's doing Bufo next. (laughs) And I looked at her. And I was like, okay. And I, I was like... Ugh, sorry I'm yawning so much. It's just like I swear I'm a grandma. Like whenever it hits nine o'clock, I swear to you. No matter what time, no matter where I am in the world, I swear to you. Nine o'clock, I start yawning. After ten thirty, it's over. If I'm not asleep by ten thirty, I'm up till like five. You know what I mean? It's really no in between. So I'm gonna be yawning a lot and- I'm sorry for making you young. Um, But. (gasps) There's another one. Um, But yeah. So I said fuck it. Whatever. Like shit. And I swear to you. I was like looking at the sunrise. Sunset. And I was like this. I don't believe that there's going to be another perfect time. With the most perfect sunset. Like it really felt like the most perfect perfect time for me to do it it was like everything with the weather with the way the sun was setting with the energy of the the ceremony and the circle like everyone in that circle the energy was just perfect and ceremony is always sacred but it's only very rarely that the entire group's energy is in like this beautiful space base of it's just such a hard thing to describe but it it's just one of those feelings that you know when you go out and you meet the right people and the right songs keep playing and everyone's energy is just so perfect and you're like wow this night was like the best night of my life it was like it felt that same feeling was what I had like this just feels so perfect and so divine i'll worry about the money later like i'm gonna figure it out but fuck it like i saw this little girl on the bike god sent me a sign on top of that my friend just volunteered me she just said it i'm there was no one else left to go i was like the last person to go this other guy was like fuck it i'm gonna do it too so me and him just were the last two to go so and i did the i did the dmt you know i inhaled it smoked it and i just fucking blasted like i completely left my body my my soul the essence of who i am my spirit completely detached from my body and that's why they call it the death and the rebirth because when you die your body secretes natural dmt which evidently pulls you out of, pulls your soul and separates your soul from your body when you die and you're released back into the astral realm right And then you proceed to wherever you're going to go next. Whether it's going to be reincarnation or leveling into a different dimension, into a different space. Or returning to where you came from, right? Um, So, that being said, I blasted off and my soul dispersed into billions and trillions of little particles of stars and I felt just God I felt God I felt God in me it is just something you have to experience because the explanation of it just doesn't do it justice and I and I also want to preface this with I have been doing the work spiritually, emotionally, energetically, mentally to get to the point to where DMT just felt like my last step. In terms of being able to open the door to use Bufo as a plateau or as a bridge to get to, 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 to the other side of where I've been working years and years to get to. And it felt like Bufo was the perfect door opening for me to step into that other world and that other self of me, right? I was ready for my death and rebirth. So I just want to say this because I'm not in any way advocating for you to just jump into ceremony and do Bufo when, when you're not prepared. Um, many people can be prepared to just do bufo right away but i just want to encourage you all to if you're going to work with medicines these are conscious beings and you have to go into it with an open mind you have to respect and honor and really have integrity while using these medicines because you're working with living Um, plants you're working with a living consciousness that is sent here and that has been created to heal us and to connect us with the divine and so these medicines can feel your energy can feel whether you're doing this with integrity or not and you can pass away from this medicine just because you have you did not step into it with the pure heart and you had bad intentions or you can Open the door to unpacking so much trauma that you weren't prepared and haven't done the work to do to maintain that level of frequency. Because when, you, when people think I want to level up, I want to be my best self, my highest self. Like You have to also understand that being your best self, being your higher self and leveling up comes with a lot of responsibility and discipline and discernment and work to be able to maintain that frequency because if you're not ready to to sustain that level of frequency you literally can go crazy so i say that to say when you're stepping into buffo combo is a little different i feel like everybody whether you're a beginner whether you're advanced in the spirituality like you can just pretty much jump into combo but once again you also have to have integrity because it is a living you know medicine and it does feel you but that is a way to like step first you know kind of step your feet into first because It is a very beautiful ceremony and it's helped me a lot. And I was when I was in the beginning stages of working with these plant medicines. So I just don't want you to like be misguided in any way. Just follow your intuition, follow your spirit guides, pray and do your research and do your work within yourself. Because doing mushrooms, doing bufo, doing combo, these things are just doors that open you to the work that you are already doing. You feel me? Like, if you're someone who's already been working on themselves, who's already... Then go into this more deeper. You you know, this will help you get that rebirth and that door opening and that level up that you seek, but you've already been doing the work. You, You know what I mean? Like, if you haven't been doing the work and you didn't do your shadow work and you haven't been really, like, married with your shadow self then i would say start there start unpacking your childhood trauma start unpacking your behavioral patterns read a book like psychocybernetics to see how you can rewire your brain first before you even tap into plant medicine you know you need to learn and investigate and research so like i said i've been doing this and researching and reading and 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 working on myself for years and years and years so when i finally took the Bufo and I merged myself with God that was always within me. That love, it really was so powerful that I kept saying, it's so overwhelming. It's so overwhelming in my trip because it was overwhelming. It was like to feel that level of love, to feel that level of wholeness, to feel that level of like protection like it makes me emotional because it's just the most beautiful fucking feeling I've ever had in my life like like god really loves me and there's no judgment everything everything that we worry about everything that we do it just doesn't matter and there is no judgment when you're with god in the presence of god and presence of love the only thing that transcends for me in that space is love that's the only thing that i felt was was all the connections of love of my heart and i opened my eyes and i saw the world as it as it should be and i looked at the people around me and I looked at my healer and I just grabbed her arm and she held me like a baby and I just cried. I cried. I cried for what felt like an eternity of pain that I was freeing. You know, I felt like I was being comforted by the Divine Mother. I was being comforted by God. I finally felt what I have been abused for my whole life, what I have been used and laughed at, you know? I I, I think after I told my healer, I was like, I finally felt what people probably feel for me. Because in my relationships, I have been told, like, You have such a big heart and you love so much that it's overwhelming. And I felt that feeling of like, whoa, this, like the feeling of real completion, wholeness and love, it is so overwhelming because your brain is just like, never. I never felt that before so i was overwhelmed because i was like this is what love is then i've never experienced love before i've had pockets of it but i've never ever in my life experienced love and it was in that moment of my realization of like i've never been i've never felt love you know I don't have parents. My dad and my mom were not involved in my life. And my mom was in and out of my life. And I left home at, at 15. But even before 15, she was not really around. I was either passed around by different babysitters, by different families, by different homes. And I never felt love from my mom. I never felt a connection to her. and. You know, I'm pretty 100% certain that she never felt that connection from me either. You know, and that is tough to navigate as an adult. Like, the the feeling of knowing that you don't have love from your mom and you've never felt love from a parent is just... It made sense why I actively went and sought out partners that replicated what my mom was, which was distant, cold, detached, emotionally unavailable, narcissistic, abusive, emotionally abusive. Like my mom physically abused me, emotionally abused me. I mean, my mom probably did every single thing that is known to abuse that you can think of. To me, and you know that is a story for another day, but there has been so much physical abuse and physical trauma that my mom has done to me, and emotional abuse, you know she's a narcissist, she's borderline bipolar she's multiple personality disorder, like she has so much things that she did a pretty good job at hiding from people on the outside but with me and my brother like we saw her for who she was because she took out all of her anger primarily on me so that feeling of love like was overwhelming and it and it was like a full circle moment because I was like wow when you really feel love and we pray for love, we don't even realize that love can overwhelm us when we've never experienced it, when we don't feel worthy of it. And so I felt for the first time, like, I really genuinely don't need anyone. I am so complete on my own. I don't need friends. I don't need a partner. I don't need anyone. I am complete everything else outside of me is just an addition it just adds value to my life but i don't need those things do you understand before it was almost like i was trying to fill a hole and a void with i'm gonna be very transparent with alcohol with drugs with sex, with partying, with travel, with love, with everything you can think of. I try to fill that void with work, with achievement, with money, with material things, with spiritual things like my whole life shifted after that day and it wasn't like an overnight thing it's been a process and it's still a process but i'm very aware and self-aware that i can acknowledge like how it shifted my perspective and and that's the thing when i woke up the next day i was break i broke up with someone because it made me realize like I genuinely feel whole now, and I feel like I was using this person to fill a certain void in me, and that relationship was really new, it wasn't old, it was like a month, we were just dating, it wasn't serious, it was just getting to know each other, so I I felt like it was early enough for me to just walk away and him walk away and, and, and we'd be, you know, we were fine and we're fine. But I just realized, like, one, you, you're, you don't value me. In this short amount of time, he's shown me red flag after red flag. And it was all of the same characteristics of my mom and I started to like kind of dive deeper and I realized like yo I'm dating the same person in a different body it's the same energy like my ex is so similar to him and all of my exes are so similar to my mom. Like down to the fucking T. And I had to like realize, like, okay. My buffo experience like took me back to that first wounding of 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 never feeling that maternal feeling and then Buffo took me back to being a baby and essentially gifted me the feeling. So now I have that feeling. So now I know what it feels like to be loved by the maternal, by the God, by, by the, the the parent. Like, it physicalized that feeling within my body. So now I know what it feels like. Even though I didn't experience it in this realm... On a different frequency, I have experienced it. In a different dimension, I have experienced it. And so now I'm able to integrate that feeling. Because when you have that feeling, that's when you can begin to manifest in reality. When you have the feeling, that's when you can begin to pull experiences. Excuse me, I'm going to drink some water. I won't making sense. By the way, this is probably going to be a long conversation. Because uh, I have... So much more to go into, but, oh, Jesus, drink some water, yum, mm. yum, 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 I don't know about you, but water tastes so good, um, hold on, So, yeah, so I had that feeling, and it just made me realize. It made me take, like, several fucking steps back and see the bigger picture and see how my actions and my trauma have been co-creating a reality that I've been trying to pull myself out of. And it's like, how am I supposed to heal if I keep recreating the trauma that my mom put on me as an adult? Do you see what I'm saying? If I keep dating the same person over and over and over and over and over, how can I heal from it? Sure, it's not like I'm my mom is in my life and she's coming back and she's which that's a whole fucking conversation in itself but it's it's like i'm choosing these partner these partners that are so fucking similar to my mom not in looks i'm talking about in energy how they act how they are their behavioral patterns and it's like even if i get a new partner like that person still resembles and have characteristics of my mom because i haven't really fully ach- i have not fully faced the the truth until that, that literal day when I did Bufo. In that experience, I never faced the truth. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I was lying to myself because I wasn't comfortable in facing the fact that I was never loved as a kid. As... As a child, I was never given the nourishment and the unconditional love that majority of the people get from not only one parent, but from both parents. So that trauma, and there was no one around me, you know, people who have adoptive parents, at least they have the adoptive parents to show them, you know, that parental figure that love in some shape way shape or form but for me it was like I was an orphan but my parents were still alive they just were not at all present in my life and when they were well not my dad but when my mom was present in my in my life it was abusive it was just traumatizing it was just terrible and it was just nothing filled with love so I say all that to say is, like, the love that I was lacking, I was not okay. I, I didn't have the, sh- the courage or maybe the perspective to, like, acknowledge it. And it's only been a month, right? Right? So after that experience it was so magical. I felt so happy. I woke up super happy and then immediately after something really kind of it wasn't it wasn't like it was just an experience that happened that reaffirmed to me that I need to drastically change my life. Because as an adult, it's my responsibility to take action and lead my life and protect my inner child. And I was... Before Buffo, I was making choices that weren't necessarily the best choices for myself because I was very much thinking about just being in the moment and not really thinking about, like, does this person deserve to be in my energy right now? Does this person deserve to be my friend? Does this person deserve to have my help? Can I give help with, to this person when I'm going and growing through something? You know what I mean? Like, it, it was just me realizing, like, all right, it's time to change course. Because what I've been doing isn't working for me. And the energies that I'm attracting from before Buffo just don't align with me anymore. And they say that that's normal. Like everything, things that you once did, you really don't want to have. You d- you just don't want to do after Buffo. It's 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 not saying that it happens all the time, but it's very common. Like. Drinking and alcohol like for me i've never i'm not a drinker I've never been a drinker um I had my phase of almost just drinking every day and that was going out all the time and that was when I was a teenager, so I quickly grew out of that by like twenty one i I gave up drinking i just didn't I just hated it so If you're a person that drinks like or smokes or do does those things, like sometimes Bufo can change and heal something in you that you don't need to do those things as often or not at all. Um because the desires just aren't there. You know, when you heal a part of yourself, you al- you are also healing um a certain part of your personality that you thought was a part of you but really was just a trauma response. Um And for me, it was like not having the same cravings for foods that I used to have and that were unhealthy for me. And I'm not really a bad eater, but there was a certain things that I I was I started to to pick on these pick up these little habits because of the, the people. Like I said, I was entertaining. They were bleeding off of me. So. I started to eat, like, you know, junk food here and there. Um, and it was mostly sweets, you know? And once you start kind of diving into the sweets, it kind of just fucking takes you into the fucking Alice of Wonderland's of holes. I don't know what it is about eating a fucking cookie and then an ice cream, and then next thing you know, it's like you have a sweet tooth and you have a craving for it because the fucking parasites grow so fast in your stomach that they literally crave it so for me it was like I started hanging out with someone who had a sweet tooth and it kind of rubbed off on me because I've never had a sweet tooth in my life and I, I just started having like these cravings like oh I just want a cookie or oh I just want like something sweet you know and I did a parasite cleanse and even after the parasite cleanse it was like the craving was still there because I think it was just, like, who I was hanging out with kind of opened the door of, like, using sweets as a, another form of addiction. I don't know if that makes sense. But basically, after Bufo, I just kind of, like, cold turkey. I was like, fuck that shit. I, and then I, it's funny because after I tried to eat something sweet after, and I literally was like, this is fucking disgusting. And it's funny because before I had the sweet tooth, I used to think like that. I used to hate sweets. Like, even in my childhood, like, anybody who knows me, I, I never had sweet tooth. I'm more, like, eat food. You know, I'm a foodie. Like, I like to eat food food. You know what I mean? So, like, give me some Dominican food. Like, give me some Puerto Rican food. Give me some, you know, Nigerian food. Give me some... Fucking soul food. Like, I'd rather any of that stuff than to eat a fucking piece of cake or a cookie. That was me before. And then, whatever. Anyway. Then last year, I kind of got introduced into this fucking sweet thing. So, yeah. After that, I just kind of stopped. And I just realized, like, yo, I have to, like, change. Like, I really have to change course. You know, I really have to, like. The things that I've been doing, the habits that I've been forming, the people that I've been around, they're not in alignment with me, and that's okay. And I was fighting hard with letting these people go, even though they weren't treating me right. It was just like, I, don't want, I didn't want to be in isolation anymore. I feel like most of my life has been in isolation, in solitude and i was just i was just at a point in my life where i was like god damn i don't want to be alone anymore i'm not lonely i don't ever feel alone i can spend months without having human contact or even any anyone seeing anyone it's perfectly fine for me you know it's just who i am but it was serving me as a child it served me as a young adult to have like outside of engagements, events, when I come home, just be alone because I was in a healing process, like a deep healing process. So it, it it for me, it made sense to spend a lot of time alone to get to the root of my trauma and begin to heal this stuff. So when I finally got out of that phase and then God was like, no, you have to go back to that. or Or the people that you're around, like, need to go and the more I didn't listen the worse the behavior of that person be like started to to like show me and and it was actually not in a relationship or romantic sense it was in a friendship um and this person just like betrayed my friendship and 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 disrespected me in such a terrible way that I really couldn't keep her as a friend. Like I couldn't. I couldn't respect myself and keep this person in my life. And I saw the signs months before of God telling me like, this person isn't supposed to be in your life. They're not good for you. They're not, in alignment with your path but i was like no god like damn i'm just so tired of being alone like it feels so nice to just have friends to go out with to like who are in the industry like do the same things as you kind of like you know it felt so good to have a group of friends again and just feel like a part of a community but i was giving more than they were putting back into me like it was a very like one-sided ass friendship but it was subtle it wasn't like fucking in my face it was super subtle it was like there were certain things that this person would do that would make me question it, and then you know when you're like "Hmm, maybe i'm reading into it wrong but then it just started to get, and then one big thing happened, and I was like, oh, yeah, this person definitely does not give a fuck about me, you know? And I will literally make a podcast about that situation another day, Um, because fuck that bitch. Awesome real shit, fuck that hoe. Like, bitch, if you're listening, I hope that you fucking realize how fucking amazing of a friend you lost because swear to god i know this be thinking about me all the time like you know when you know somebody just fucking feels super bad and then you look at their picture of a recent picture and they look shitty like you ever have that happen where you stop being friends with someone or you break up with someone and it might you know and this is this it was like a friendship but you ever like Stop fucking with someone on some real shit. And then you look at them again. Even if it's not in person. Even if it's just a fucking picture. And you look at them and you're like, yo, you look like shit. Like karma. K- k- karma? karma got yo ass. Huh. Because this bitch looked fucked up. Like, I could tell this bitch felt bad. For what she did to me. Like I can fucking tell. That this bitch felt bad. And she should. Cause fuck you. You fucked over a a fucking angel. That was on your side. That fucking helped you bro. Like do you understand. The level of fucking crazy you have to be. But you know what. We're not even gonna get into all that. We're not gonna be petty. We're not going to be ready, We're not going to be toxic. Um, But yeah, fuck you, bitch. Um, Karma's a bitch. And it, it doesn't make me happy to see that you're fucking miserable. But it also makes me a little happy to see, like, karma got your ass for what you did to me. So when in doubt, karma will always fucking find your ass. But that's why you got to be careful, y'all. You got to be careful how you treat people. You got to be careful what you do to people. Like... Unless they really deserve it, and I'm learning this. Unless they really deserve it, it's not worth it. And even if they really deserve it, this is something that I just fucking literally... I had a revelation about, like, yesterday. Literally yesterday. It's like, even if they deserve it, like... No matter how right you are in the situation like yo no matter, let me tell you like this no matter how right you are about a person and 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 how much you are entitled to tearing their ass apart because of what they did to you even if they did some fuck shit to you it's not worth yelling cursing it's not worth it like it really isn't and i'm i'm like really like trying my hardest to step into practicing what i preach because i have been like in that scenario with that girl with my old friend like i was so proud of myself because i did not curse her out i didn't do anything i just was like bet and i kept it pushing But the old me would have been like, Like, I would have went to war just for defending myself. But I'm realizing the older I get, it's not worth it. Like, you're going to step out of your energy to go to their level when 10 times out of 10, motherfuckers know what they're doing. And I think people got to stop making excuses for other people or, like, excuses for, like, maybe they didn't know better. No, bitch, they knew better. It's very rare that somebody will genuinely be like, nah, I really didn't know better. And you can usually tell. You can usually tell, like, oh, you you really didn't know better. So do better. You feel me? Like, And usually the people that don't know, that really didn't know any better, like, they won't repeat. That's the thing. Somebody who generally didn't know any better, once they learn, they're like, oh, okay, that's not cool. Okay, bet. Like, I won't do that again. I'm sorry. Like, you're right. You're fucking right. Like, my bad. But 10 times out of 10, like I said, when somebody does something to you and it's fucked up, you have to know that they, they meant that shit and they knew what they were doing. Like, when you're a man or when you're with a man or when you're with a friend and they literally never meet your needs they don't meet your needs they don't give you attention they ghost you they do all of this shit they're doing this because they don't fucking respect themselves and in return they don't respect or love you i don't give a fuck what type of excuses you got going on in your head for anybody around you that repeatedly shows you that they're not they don't value you They don't care about you. Like, I don't care how busy you are or how this, that, uh, no, it doesn't matter. When someone values and appreciates your energy, they're going to make you feel valued and appreciated. You're never going to be confused about that. You're never going to be thinking like one day to the next, like, oh my God, does he value or respect me? Like, I don't know, You, you, you know, that vacillation, like, it's not gonna happen and i'm speaking from experience because i'm speaking from an experienced person that's been in a relationship that's been fucking butterflies and fairy tales and it didn't even end badly this shit ended so beautifully too You think we just weren't we weren't right for each other but i've experienced like real unconditional like on some nipsey lauren london type of love i really have And I think that's what's blessed me with the sight of knowing that it exists because I've experienced it. So when a motherfucker tries to play in my face and tell me, like, they can't meet my needs, they want to be emotionally unavailable, it's like, but you know better. And you're choosing with your old self to not meet my needs because there is something within you that doesn't feel like their needs are one worthy Or two are being met either. So if you feel unworthy. And you're not even meeting your own needs. How can I expect you to even meet my needs? I'm outside of you. You don't owe me shit. You don't owe me shit realistically. Real talk. Nobody owes us anything. I don't care if you're married to them. I don't care. Nobody owes you anything. But... People who don't owe you anything. And they still do for you. And they still go above and beyond. Like that is some real shit. That is some fucking. That's some high value. You know. Respectable person. That is a respectable ass person. That cares and values themselves. You feel me? But. People. Know what they're doing. And. I had this whole revelation like why do any of us allow anybody to play in our faces if they're not being a good friend to you why the fuck are you trying to like keep them in your life you know why for what this person Yeah, they'll go out with you. They'll do this with you. But really, really, like when you're you're down bad or when you're up high, like what is their response? When you're winning, what is their response? When you're losing, what is their response? When you need certain needs to be met and you have certain requirements just for people to be involved in your life, are they meeting them? And I'm not saying, are they meeting one bitch? Are they meeting like nine out of 10 of them? Eight out of 10 of them? And if they're not, like, why are you even, why? Like, I'm so tired of half-assed relationships, half-assed friendships. Like, no. I am so grateful to have experienced such a beautiful love. That I'm actually able to know that feeling of what it means to be unconditionally loved. Like I told you, I've never felt love. I've only felt it in pockets. And that was my pocket of feeling unconditional love here on this earthly plane. It didn't last long because it wasn't, it was more of a. We were separated by continents. You feel me? Like it wasn't like anything bad happened. We just. We are separated by continents. And I went this way and he went that way. Because of our mission on earth. His mission on earth had to be where he's at right now. And my mission on earth had to be where I'm at right now. And those two places are nowhere near each other. And i've experienced unconditional i've always experienced unconditionally loving people that's just one of my gifts is i love people with my whole heart it don't matter so i unconditionally loved them to the point where i was like bro i'm gonna release you because of how much i love you i am nowhere near the person i want to be and i know that i have a mission here on my on this earth And I need to be in America. I need to be in California more specifically for me to move forward in my mission on earth. And in order for me to heal the traumas and all of the wounds that were being exposed throughout that relationship, I needed to be on my own. And I love this person so much that I was like, I'm going to set you free. And that shit hurts that hurt like hell, like to give someone up freely because of how much you love them, because you know that being involved with them will bring not only you down, but thumb down or in some way slow down the process. Because when you're in love, like, and you're living far, far away from each other, it's just a very difficult thing to to just maintain, you know, especially when you're not financially free, you know, if we had jets and fucking unlimited cash flow, that's a different story, but it wasn't like I could just hop on a plane every other month to go see him, that's just not finance. it wasn't financially feasible, and I was doing that, and I was living there, so It was just not... Long story short, that's a whole fucking... I don't even know how... How do we even fucking get there? Y'all. Anyway. Knowing that feeling of what it felt like to be unconditionally loved by someone. To be in love. Like, to have that feeling. And then to go through buffo. It's like... I've been going through a whole grieving process since then. And it's been really, really, really tough. Because I haven't had anyone to talk to about it. I really didn't tell anyone about it. Like, I'm going through it I'm the only one experiences so on top of that like all of the people all of the friends that I had like they just don't deserve to be in my life you know what I mean like every single one of my exes like no matter what still wanna be with me But when I'm with them, they don't value and respect me the way that I need it. And you know, when someone doesn't feel worthy of having you, they're going to do a lot in their power to make you feel bad for being more than them. Not always, but majority of the time. And it's like, I can't feel bad because you don't feel worthy of my love. I can't feel bad because you're not anywhere near the man that I know you know that I deserve. And so instead of you being a man, being a divine masculine and being like, I may not be worthy, right now but I'm willing to do the work to get there or I'm not feeling worthy but so I won't hold you back like go go find somebody who's gonna be worthy like those are things that I feel like people should be transparent about but in my situation it was like they felt unworthy so They felt like punishing me for that, for their lack of worth, for their lack of feeling worthy and and their lack of self-love. They wanted to punish me. And then it turned into wanting to break me. Like, yo, this person really wants to break me. Like... This person already told me they don't feel worthy. They feel like I'm better than them. They feel like all of these things, all of these things that I never even said to them. I just was giving them my love. I was just being me. And so now they don't feel worthy. So now they're result they're they're resulting in into Trying to make me feel bad about myself. Doing things to make the situation toxic. Manipulating. You know? Not meeting my needs. Like, there is just so much that has been done to me that it's like... All I've been... It's just a pure soul, soul with just a lot of love to give. Majority of the time, the men that I date, it's like, I don't see you as my husband. But in this moment, I just want to gift you my love. And what does that have to do with worthiness? You feel me? Like, that's what I didn't get before. It was like, what does that have to do with worthiness? Why can't you receive my love and just receive it? But now I'm realizing after all of this, it's like, I have to be more discerning with who I allow in my energy field who I allow and who I gift my love to like not everybody and I already knew that not everybody deserves it but but really like a lot of people don't deserve it they don't deserve to receive me. They don't even deserve to be in the same space as me. That's why motherfuckers be so geeked out when they're next to me. It's like, yo, this whole goddess, this whole da da da. Like, I can't believe, I can't believe I'm next to you. Like, I be seeing it in motherfuckers' eyes. I be seeing it in bitches' eyes. Like, I be seeing it in people's eyes. Like, yo, I can't believe I'm standing next to this person. Like, yo, this person is fucking amazing. It's dope. Like, yo, what? On top of her being beautiful, she's dope as fuck. Like, she is so fucking dope and chill and down and fucking all of it. I see it. But now I understand and I felt it. So now I'm like, oh, wow, I can't give somebody my love who's not, who doesn't feel worthy just within themselves. Not even about love, just worthy, period. Like, without me, they don't feel worthy. Like, I can't fuck with you if you don't love yourself. I can't fuck with you. If you don't feel worthy, like, I can't fuck with you if you're not on the fucking vibrational field I am anymore. Like, I cannot. I just can't do it anymore because it's starting to impact me. And that's what I realized after Bufo, like, bro. These relationships have taken a toll on my spirit. It's to the point where it's like, this is life or death. Like, I can't. I can't. Like, I just. Tch. And so I prayed for an upgrade. I went into Buffo, Not knowing I was going to do Bufo, but when I did it, it was like the after effects is something that I forgot that it's a part of the process. You know, like, I have to move out of my apartment that I lived at for five years. I am releasing an album, and I put my life savings into this album. I finally broke up with someone I was with for over a year and had that f- full-on closure that I needed in order to really see them and really understand in my heart, like, okay... This person never deserved to be around me. And I knew it from the beginning. But my heart is so pure that I was like, I just want to gift this person the feeling of love. And they abused it. And that's fine. I mean, it's not okay. But now it's fine because it's like, I can... Move away from all these things because I realized like, yo, I asked God to level me up. I know that the next apartment or the next house, I'm manifesting a house. The next place that I move to is going to be a home that's better than this one. Like I'm moving into another home that's better than this one. Like I'm moving into my dream home. I'm releasing an album that majority of artists, majority of people in my fucking industry would wait until they have a label or wait years to get to. And me being only three years into this business and having an album all paid for, masters owned, everything owned, a whole visual film album. Check that out because it's releasing the 26th only on Patreon period but like i'm doing things and i'm having such so many blessings in my life that people would never see in their lifetime but in this process like i'm not gonna hold you like until i started talking about it with y'all today like i said earlier i was like yo i'm getting a download it was that download was that it was like yo my life feels like it's falling apart but really it's not God is like, "Yo, Natasha, why do you keep holding on to these things that are no longer serving you? This apartment I outgrew it a year ago, and I knew that. but I'm comfortable here. I lived here for five years. I'm comfortable here, but that's the thing you gotta I have to we have to step outside of our comfort zone." And release the things and the attachment to things. Because if we don't release and make room for anything, how can we expect God to gift us our blessings? How can I expect to move into my dream home if I'm so stuck in moving and living in here when, to be honest, I haven't been happy living here for the past two years. I've been grateful for being able to live in this apartment because this apartment is so beautiful. But also understand like, yo, it's beautiful because I'm here. It's beautiful because of the way I have uplifted and decorated this space. I can do this anywhere. It doesn't matter. It's not the apartment. It's not the location. It's not the way it looks. It's not none of that. It's me. It's the energy that I'm contributing into the space. I've outgrown this space for so, for two years, and I've been holding on. Like, no. I don't want to move. I don't want to leave this space. I don't, like, no. It's time for me to expand. It's time for me to move into a new energy space a new space that's gonna make me feel happy that's gonna allow me to express myself and that's gonna be inspiring because it hasn't been feeling like home for a while now here and i've been ignoring that feeling and it's to the point where i've had enough like i'm like god is sending more shit to happen in this apartment that is like girl like we've been telling you for the past two years to move out we gave you till last year we said you, you i felt it i was like i should move out i should move out the money's coming in right i could go move to that my other dream spot that i've been wanting to live in like and i ignored it because i was like no. Nah why would i move there when i have this apartment that i have to move that i have to hire like i just it was just like you know moving is kind of a bitch you know so but it's like now the universe is stepping in because i didn't make the choice i kept ignoring so the universe is like okay natasha you don't want to listen we're gonna make it impossible for you to even want to live here so now i'm like all right i'm ready to let go of this place like i'm ready to move into my dream apartment and live like i i know where i want to move to next like i mean i I, i'm just open to the universe wherever the universe wants to lead me to to my other dream home but there's a space that I've been just like really (sighs) manifesting it's like a dream apartment of mine and I'm just ready to move and upgrade my life because i deserve abundance we deserve abundance you deserve abundance you know how can i manifest my dream partner when i was with a person that i truly didn't really want to be with And this person would tell me that too. Like, you don't really want me. You don't really want me. Like, on top of him not feeling worthy of me. On top of him trying to make me insecure. On top of him, you know, being a narcissist. And I was also being emotionally abused by him. Like, on top of all of that, he did tell me. He's like, bro. You don't even want me. And it was like. I had a moment after Bufo, because we had gotten back together, and I was like, I saw him. Like, I saw him for who he was, and I was like, oh, no. I was like, you right. You right, boo. I don't want you. I was just holding on to the idea of what we used to be, how we met. How we, how it felt when we first started dating. Like I was holding on to that moment. But it's like, that's not where we're at. That's not who you are. who you were in the beginning. You were love bombing me. Like you were manipulating me. And then the second you realize that I am who I am. And that you couldn't manipulate and control me. It just turned toxic. Like, it turned dark fast. I had to kick him out of my house. Like, bro, I had to kick him out of my house because this motherfucker was playing in my face. And it was like, what? Bro, like, what? What? You're living with me and you don't want to pay no bills. You don't want to help out with nothing. But you want me to be soft. You want me to be the woman, right? You want me to be cooking and cleaning. And also on top of that, providing for you financially. Bro, it's LA. And we're in the fucking middle of a depression, of a recession. It's it's very, you know, hard enough to do, to, to support myself, and I don't want to manifest that in the future, because it's, it's not, there's, you know, unlimited abundance, but before it was like, yo, like, I'm figuring out my life, and how to tap into my abundance, and how to support myself in a way that's financial, like, offering me financial freedom, now you want to add a grown-ass man that's like, In his mid 30s, to that fucking, nah, I'm not your mom. Like, you can't live up in my house, eat my food, do everything, like, take all of my resources and have my body and have my energy. And have my time. On top of that. You want to emotionally abuse me. Gaslight me. Love bomb me. And then you want to come. In my home. When you really don't have a home. You're house hopping. And you want to go. Kick it with another bitch. Like my man told me. That he's. At an event. He was going to a work event. Whole time, he just had moved into my house. We had just started living together after a year of us dating. He moved into my house kind of without telling me. He just started moving his shit in. He just started every day bringing bags of his clothes, of his stuff. And I was like, hmm, I feel like this is a setup i never agreed to live with anyone there's a reason why i live alone i really really do not like living with anyone the only person that i could live with was my you know the love of my life from when i was in my you know early 20s which was that beautiful like nipsey hustle Lauren london type of love like i could live with him all day every day honey me and my man's compatible in the home front. You feel me? He was a cancer. I'm a Capricorn. Like, it was, it was the yin and the yang. We were just. F- but that was seven years ago. I'm a grown-ass woman now. I don't want. A, I don't. If you're not my husband, like, I really, really don't want nobody living with me. So, long story short, he, my man, just started moving his stuff in. And I'm over here, like, two weeks in. He still hasn't gone home. I'm like, all right. And I know that he don't have a permanent house. I know he'd be house hopping, right? He'd be staying with his manager's house. He'd be staying with a producer's house. Like, he don't got really no permanent address. So I'm like, huh, all right. Like, I didn't tell you you could move in. But if we're going to do this, if this is what's happening, if you're going to be living with me, then there's going to be certain fucking conditions that come with this you can't be living with me eating off of me having me pay for everything cooking cleaning sucking a dick doing all of that not to get too fucking explicit but have me doing all of that plus all of the other things that i do which is above like i'm an unconditional lover so it's like on top of all of that i'm basically giving you everything you can't expect to be playing house, essentially, with someone, living with a with woman, living with me, having me pay all the bills, and then think that it's okay for you to step out to go fuck with another bitch. How does that make sense? Like, I'm sorry, what? You didn't come home last night, and you didn't text me, and you didn't call me, and you didn't tell me where you were, but you're living with me for free, not paying out one bill, going out every single night and calling it promotion for your album, calling it I'm just working, I'm going to an event, which is bullshit. It's all bullshit. He's literally like a bitch boy. A literal fucking child. And it was like, as he was sitting here, after he, he came home, I texted him like, I'm throwing your shit out. This My man rushed over here. We had a whole conversation. And in that conversation, I realized how, how much of a narcissist he is so i like played it cool i was like okay like i don't want to fight with you whatever whatever but i realized like yo you're just gaslighting me and you're using me like you really if you had the money if you have all of this if your career is going so well like Why have you never shown me where you live? Why have you never invited me over to a place? Why do every time you come over, you're always bringing different bags? And every time I ask you where you're at, it's a different location. Where you live at, it's a different location. So to me, it's like, you don't even have a permanent address, bro. You can't even be financially supportive emotionally. If you're not going to be financially supportive... You got to be at least emotionally supportive. It's got to be a balance. And let me tell you right here, right quick. Never pay for a man for nothing. Like, that was the first time I ever spent a penny for a man. And I will never, ever. I don't give a fuck what they say about this 50-50 shit. This 80-20. No. No. Because even if you giving this house, this man, a house to live in for free, this man will do whatever the fuck he wants to do. So I'm going to need you to pay for everything. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And you know how I know this? Because I told you, like, my Lauren London, my my Nipsey Hussle to my Lauren London type of man, like, my man never, ever, ever ever asked me to pay for fucking anything. Bro, even at his birthday, I had to literally prepay for the food. (laughs) Because he was still trying to pay. And it was like, no. I want to gift you something. Like, you have to understand, like, I don't want any part of this modern world. I don't. And I've seen and lived both sides of it. I will never split a bill with you because you still going to do some fuck shit. I still will never pay for all the bills because you can't even you can't even give me emotional security. And I'm taking care of the finances and I'm taking care of everything. I'm being the man and the woman. And the least I'm asking for is emotional security, is love. But you can't even get he couldn't even give that bro. What? Yo, let me tell you something. What I learned from this whole experience is I will never, ever, 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 ever be a fucking mother to these little boys. Like, bro, you're a grown-ass man. You're a grown-ass man. I'm half your age. And you are expecting me to take care of you. And then you have the audacity to fucking say to my face like, Oh, but we're not together. I was just chilling with her. Nah, I know what you were doing with her. I'm not dumb. My intuition is not stupid. My intuition is sharp. Also, I'm a fucking whole psychic. I'm a whole fucking... I'm a whole intuitive. Like, yo, my ancestors and my spirit guides already told me in my sleep and with a dream what you were doing. To the fact that I saw your text between you and her, and it was the exact same shit that was told to me in my dream. Talk about being fucking on point. My ancestors will always tell me the truth. They will always guide me to the truth. My intuition will always never lead me astray. Bro, I knew what you were up to. I knew what you was doing. But it's the fact that, oh, we're not together? But you're living in my house for free, eating my food, doing everything for free. I'm basically the man in this relationship. But you're not even the woman. Because even a woman will fucking make a house a home. Even a woman will do all the emotional stuff. Like, you weren't even, he wasn't even offering me shit. But he was a narcissist. And narcissists, they, like, suck all of the air out of the room so you can suffocate and when you're suffocating they will look at you in your eye and say why are you suffocating no but why are you suffocating oh you're just doing that to yourself and you're over here suffocating and choking to death and they're just looking at you like why are you doing it meanwhile they're taking up all the air in the room and then you're left feeling crazy because you're like wait what I'm not doing this to myself but they will love to manipulate the situation so it it's like you it's so untraceable. It's like you can't even put it into physical form what they're doing but they yeah, you I know what I'm talking about. If you've ever dated narcissists, I'm so sorry. Beloved like reflections, we should never ever 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 have to be dealing With a narcissist, like, they are fucking terrible people. And I knew better. Like, my mom's a narcissist. I knew he was a narcissist the moment I met him. I knew it. I just was like, I'm gonna lie to myself. Because there is no way. There's no way. But. I should have ran. When I had the instinct, I had the instinct. But anyway. I say all that, let's, you know, zoop, to tie it all in. Buffa was a beautiful experience. It was a very healing experience. The after effects of going on that journey, I'm still experiencing it, but I'm having a realization or I have the realization that when the universe removes things from your life I know it's hard trust me, I know it is so hard to let go but I promise you everything will flow much easier if you just release let them go let it all go whatever is already leaving has already left just let it go within your heart because the things that are truly for you there's no way they can come to you when you're holding so tightly on on caskets, on ghosts, on death. When something is no longer serving you, beloved, it is, already a, it, it is already a skeleton. It's a ghost. Because the energy already left. Your mind just doesn't want to accept the fact that this energy, this thing is already gone from your life. It's a grieving process. Even if it's a person, even if it's a job, even if it's money, Even just release it. Because the more we surrender, the more we will allow the universe to work on our behalf. We will show our ancestors that we trust. And I'm speaking to myself as well when I say this. But We have to trust that we and the universe and God want the best version of all your desires of all your wants and your dreams and your hopes we just have to release and surrender if they aren't making your reality better if these people aren't meeting your needs if you feel lack, confusion, anger, resentment, if you're feeling sadness, if you feel anything that isn't conducive to love, and I'm not talking about, you know, a challenge or an obstacle or overcoming something. I'm talking about when it is belligerent blatant in your face that this person is not what you need or deserve and your needs are being drastically not met to the point where it's almost un- it is unhealthy it's toxic just let it go because there is something way better trying to root itself in your life It really is the art of letting go, and I understand, I understand what that means now, the art of letting go, because it is an art. It's a skill, a skill that we can acquire, a skill that we can start to become really, really good at the more we practice it. The more I practice releasing people, the more I practice releasing jobs and situations and things, the easier it becomes. It's never not gonna feel good because you're you you have to you're human like when things leave our life we have to grieve them but we can't stay stuck and holding on to something that's already dead it's just the releasing of the control that we need to practice more of Just surrender. And that's what I'm learning is I'm surrendering. I know that no matter what, the divine wants me to succeed. I know that no matter what, that everything will always work out. And I am at a way better place than I was just last year, just a month ago. The lessons and the wisdom that I'm learning... Is so invaluable that I know that this new chapter, this new season of my life is going to be so profound and beautiful and wonderful and loving and happy and filled with joy and love and laughter. I feel it. So you need to feel it as well. You need to feel the feeling first. Feel what it feels like to have love come in your life. Write letters to your future husband or wife. Write gratitude letters. If you're starting a business, if you want to start a business, start behaving and doing things that are evidently going to get you to that place and allow the universe to meet you halfway. We need to feel in our body, those feelings and release what is no longer serving us in order for us to make space for the good, for the love, for the, for our birthright. We are deserving. We deserve to have an abundant life. We deserve to have financial freedom and, 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 Infinite amount of cash flow, we deserve all these things you deserve to have make a lot of money you deserve love you deserve to have an amazing career and job that you wake up happy and just ready to do every single day. you deserve whatever it is that you want for yourself, and God wants you to know that you're they know that you're deserving they want you to have those things you just have to let go. Of the old stuff first. And grieve. Be sad. It's a process. But don't stay stuck there. Grieve it. Feel it. Feel it all the way in the core of you. And then make your way out of it. And grow. We are... At the core of us, just pure love. And when we die, when we transition, love is the only thing that we can take. Do you realize that? Our soul can only transcend the emotion of love and and, and our lessons. What we've learned. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And. Allowing me to. be able to express what i'm going through i'm releasing my album in june but on excuse me on the 26th i will be releasing the full visual film album if you don't know what that means if you know what that is think of lemonade beyonce had an entire film um type style of her album, which you start from finish. It's just like a film. Every song leads into the other, leads into the other, and it paints a story, right? It's a storyline. So my album is similar in structure, but a little bit, obviously it's different, but it's shot almost like a feature film from start to finish. It's all kind of, it is one song leads into the other, leads into the other with scenes and spoken word, In the middle of it. So you have to watch it from start to finish. Because it's essentially a film. Um, Yeah, I'm very, very grateful. That I am able to release this art and body of work. And finally, after a year of just editing and filming and doing everything. um, It's finally at the point of, you know, birth it's, it's for, for, for lack of a better word. But it's finally ready to be out in the world. And so it's going to be first premiered on Patreon. Which you can find in the link of my bio on my Instagram. At IamNatashaAponte. And my album, Just the Audio, will be released in June. So the only way you can see and hear it right now on the, is on the 26th on Patreon and then it will be released on audio like my album on all streaming platforms later in June and then the visual album I don't really know if I'm gonna have that available for free on any platforms I spent so much time and energy and money into this album so I don't I really I'm trying to figure out what the best way to go about it but so far right now it's going to be on Patreon. I have three tiers um which are kind of like tickets like movie movie tickets on a sliding scale. So sorry. So um the first tier is $10, the second tier is 15 and then the VIP tier which is like a VIP ticket, movie ticket is the third tier so I, I made 10 15 35 because i wanted everybody to be able to purchase uh essentially a ticket to watch my film um the vip ticket has 15 percent off on uh, merchandise as well as exclusive content so if you get the 35 dollar ticket it has way more features and way more things like it'll it'll just be it's just worth paying the 35 but Um, if you're just looking to watch it, you know, whatever amount you are able to afford, 10, 15, 35 is greatly appreciated. So keep a lookout on that. Um, and yeah, hopefully I will do another podcast, not so soon, but soon. And in the meantime, I love you. I hope you're all doing well, staying safe and remember that you are worthy and deserving of love. Bye.